Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. All right. Hello, fellow investor. Glad to be back with you today. I have an exciting interview. I cannot believe that I locked this speaker down because he has such an intense schedule, but I did. I have my oldest son, Elias Harris, here today. And recently, we attended the National Real Estate Strategies Summit, I believe it was called. Previously, it was called OREA in uh, just north of Cincinnati. Once a year, real estate conference, the largest real estate conference in the country. And uh, I believe since COVID, they changed it to the National Real Estate Summit. So this was the first year I've been attending for probably eight or nine years and have enjoyed it and gotten a lot of great takeaways from it every year. But this was the first year that my son decided he wanted to go and uh, was fired up. And so I was really excited, one, to get to share that experience with him and uh, encourage him and throw some kindling on that fire that he has to build a real estate business. And two, it was very interesting to me to get feedback and kind of see the the whole experience through his eyes again, since I'm very familiar with it and it's all fresh and new to him. So if you're not familiar with it, before we get into his key takeaways, It is a four-day seminar where they have speakers from all across the country come in, and the speakers are on all different topics, different strategies for doing real estate deals, whether that's uh, buy and hold, flipping, wholesaling, whatever you can imagine, apartments, different strategies for funding, strategies for management and how to improve your management of your portfolio, anything you can imagine, there's a speaker there on it. And uh, they have a lot of courses for sale, which I have bought a lot of courses over the years. And really, that's how I built all the systems for my business and how I learned marketing and things like that. Really can't uh, put the small investment that you spend on a course, you get back much more by just being able to buy the system right there. And so I still enjoy that. So there's speakers, there's courses, and a lot of networking. It's amazing how many people... I end up only seeing at that conference once a year, even though we may be one city apart or two cities apart. It's great to catch up with people and just be in a room with hundreds. I think it was a a thousand, a thousand other real estate investors, right? So often as a real estate investor, we are off on our own and we feel like we're this lone ranger out trying to build the business and conquer the world on our own. And it's great to be around other people doing the same thing. So if you uh, haven't checked it out, I'd encourage you to check out either that one or a conference near you. One major takeaway for me before we get to yours. Okay. I'm going to save the best for last. One major (laughs) takeaway for me was there was a drastic shift this year in the topics and that there were, because of all the changes uh, with the economy And the Fed and interest rates, suddenly there were a lot of speakers on creative financing. And a lot of people are seeing that there's going to be a major shift 
away from traditional financing to creative financing. So if you feel like that's not really something you're familiar with, I encourage you to tune in to episode, back episodes that we've done on creative financing or reach out to me. I'd be glad to, to help you with resources. But definitely look for some resources on creative financing or seller financing. All right. Okay. Elias, glad to have you here today. I'm glad to be here. All right. Good. So I wanted to uh, to have you on so that you could share with, uh, with our fellow investor really what your experience was and what some of your key takeaways were. Okay. So were you attending the main uh, sessions of the conference or what did you attend? I was attending the youth conference that they had. Okay. So the youth conference, I think the ages are 15 to 22. I think that sounds right. Yeah. So focused more on people ready to start their business. Yeah. And the basics. Okay. And was this a uh, 70-year-old guy who's been investing all his life leading the youth academy or who was leading your youth academy? It was a 17-year-old boy and a 13-year-old boy who... The I don't know how many units the older one had, but the younger one had 38, 38 units. Nice. Yeah. All right. So that alone, did that get you fired up? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, to see someone younger than me where I want to be. Yeah. Awesome. So, okay, let's dive right in. What were, you said you had four key takeaways. What was yeah. one of your, your major takeaways? Number one. You have to believe you can do it. One of my favorite quotes is, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Oh, I like it. My biggest takeaway from that part of the Youth Academy was creativity is only limited by your imagination, by what you think you can do. That's awesome. Yeah. So interestingly, the group coaching on how to raise private money that I'm doing. Yeah. We're in uh, week five right now of this latest group. And a lot of, so the techniques for how to raise private money. Yeah. We can cover that pretty quickly. Yeah. Right. But what takes a longer period of time is the belief and the right perspective. Yeah. So, so many yeah, people definitely. come in believing that they need to ask for money or that yeah and and they don't have the right belief when it's really an opportunity yeah there you go <laughs> yeah you're presenting an opportunity you're not asking for money yeah you're sharing a gift with that potential lender all mm -hmm. right awesome so good that's a good first point how about number two number two is you have to know your why you have to know why you're doing it because that's what drives you to accomplish your goal. That's why, like you said, you get up in the morning. That's your why. Awesome. So do you think when you're building a real estate business, is it just like sledding down a snowy hill on a slick sled where everything's just smooth and slick and very little effort? No, not no. at all. <laughs> Probably more like going up a yeah. slick snow hill. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. So if you don't know your why, it gets hard to keep putting in the effort. Yeah. Because you start to wonder why you're doing it. Awesome. So what would you big picture? What do you think your why would be at this stage? You're a teenager. What would be the big 
overall motivation for starting to invest in real estate? Because, well, when I was young, you used to work a lot, but now you are home for mostly, most days, all three meals. So we get to spend a lot of time together as a family. We get Get to to travel, go to Florida, South Africa, out West. Yeah. So we get our real estate. It really has built the dream life that we wanted. Yeah. And if, and you started at like, how old were you when you started real estate? Mm, 38. I was a young buck. (laughs) (laughs) So if I can start at 18 or even before that, that's 20 years younger that I can start. Yeah. That would be a huge head start. Do the hard part of getting started when I'm single and living by myself. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. How about number three? What do you got for number three? You buy an asset to pay for a liability that you want. Mm. So if you want a new car or anything, maybe you want to get your driveway redone. You don't just pay for it. You figure out a way to buy an asset, maybe a house that you rent out or or maybe you buy some stocks. Any way that you can find an asset to pay for the liability will help you immensely. So that's interesting. So especially if you focus on the real estate side. Yeah. If you can get a rental, let's say, for that that rental, let's say cash flow is 300 a month. Okay. And you want a truck that would have a car payment of, let's say, 300 a month. Okay. We'll go a used truck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 300 a month. So you yep. need to buy that rental to have the cash flow to pay for the truck. Then when the truck gets paid off, you still own the rental. And now right. you have 300 more months. 300 a month still. The really interesting thing is, though, on one hand, you could the simplest way is you save up that money yeah. that you would spend on a truck and you figure out how to buy a rental mm-hmm. with it or a portion of a rental, whatever it would be. Yeah. But it becomes much more interesting if you can buy the rental with other people's money, yeah. OPM. You use private money. Private money or seller financing or some creative deal. Yeah. Then it doesn't cost you your own money and you still get the cash flow and you still get the truck. Yeah. And it's you never use your money. I like that. that's a good way to do it i like it yeah that's a good takeaway okay how about number four number four is how and where find deals so one is retiring landlords who just don't want to deal with it anymore maybe the house is run down and it's a double and the one's empty so they're only getting payments from one two real estate meetings meeting people there is a great way find deals or maybe you want to sell house you can easily find somebody who will buy one buy your house there eviction court maybe someone's got a crazy tenant they can't get rid of i've been through that Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) you've heard some of those stories uh yeah a court case about a tree root and a pipe (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's not get into that so maybe you sell the house you ask him if he'll sell his house because he doesn't want to deal with the tenant anymore. Also, you have to find what the seller wants. So maybe he's seller skeptical on selling. So you find a price or a down payment 
payment ratio with interest and all that stuff that he wants. Sure. And find a way that's a win-win for the seller and buyer. Yeah. Great. And the number one most important is networking. All Network right. with as many people as you can. Sure. Now, interestingly, none of those, I'm looking at your list now, I'm thinking <laughs> of what you said, none of those are dependent on the market. There are landlords who are fed up with tenants and toilets oh, yeah, in any one. market, right? And landlords who want to retire in any market. And there are people yeah. being evicted in any market. And uh, there are sellers who want certain things and don't want to deal with certain things in any market. Yeah, totally. And uh, if you're networking with other people, there are always buyers and sellers, right? Yeah, all right. So no excuses about, oh, interest rates are high or yeah, it's such a tough market. Oh, the houses are going for so much. So whatever price you get your first rental at, I'm going to guarantee you 20 years down the road, you'll wish you could buy more houses at that oh, yeah. price. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So that's a good list. I like it. So I think... What you've uh, gotten from that. I mean, those are some really good key takeaways. Yeah, definitely. So would you go back next year? Are you oh, planning yeah. to go back next year? Yeah, I'm planning to go back. Yeah? 100%. 100%. All right. Sounds good. I hope you, as uh, the listener, really uh, benefited from key takeaways. I hope that you uh, recognize the, you know, what your why is and are passionate about building that business that you want. I, I hope you recognize that there are really good deals and marketing strategies in any economy. And I hope you benefited from some of what Elias's takeaways were from the conference. So uh, really, one of the key things that struck out when he left and we were talking, he was saying how exciting it was being around other teenagers mm -hmm. who were excited about real estate and wanting to do real estate. And that was something that when I started, right, I was just passionate about it and I was going to build a business no matter what. My mantra was that somebody's going to make real estate or make money in real estate in Dayton, Ohio this year, and I'm going to work hard enough that I'm one of them, right? No matter what. Now, that wasn't always pretty. Some days I didn't know what on earth I was doing. Some days were complete struggles. Some days were complete celebrations too. But I really wish I had had a group of other people who were in it together, right? That we could share that struggle together. And so that I'm sure my wife wished and Elias's mother wished <laughs> that I had had a group like that so that she wasn't the sounding board every day when I got home. And it was either a great mountaintop day or a trudging through the valley day. So if that's something that would help you and that you're interested in is getting around other people, and sharing that journey together and really building our business through each other's experiences and each other's encouragement, then reach out to me. I'd be glad to share with you uh, more information about the mastermind that we run. It meets weekly and really everybody each week brings in the struggles, what they're dealing with, and also their celebrations. And we build our businesses together and grow together. So I can't even begin to fully explain the true value and benefits of that group. 
So, all right, Elias Harris, I appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me. I uh, am glad to. I hope that someday we'll have you on again. And I know it'll be real soon because as soon as you get your first deal, I'm going to be looking to get on your calendar. Won't be too long. All right. Sounds good. Well, I hope everybody has a great week and I look forward to catching you next week. Hey, well, I've got you. One thing that I have found in my life is that I really do not like to let other people down. Now, oddly with that, I will let myself down much more easily than I will let other people down. Once I've made a commitment to other people, I am going to stick to it. And I don't know why that's true about me, but I think it is true of a lot of people. And if you can relate to that, if you find yourself letting yourself down and not really keeping promises to yourself, but find yourself really committing to promises you make to other people, then I think you'll find a lot of value in the Elevate Mastermind group that we run. We meet weekly and a large part of that group is the accountability that you are stating to the other members in the group that this is what you're going to accomplish this quarter. These are the actions you're going to take to accomplish it. And that group is going to encourage you and really be in your corner, cheering you on to succeed. And if you start to let yourself down or let uh, the group down with your commitments, they're going to challenge you to step it up and get things done because everybody in that group wants to see you succeed. So if that strikes home for you, if that's a need you have and uh, you recognize that that will really allow you to take your business to the next level, reach out to me on the website, truewealthinvestors.com or email me directly, chad at truewealthinvestors.com and I'd be happy to see if it would be a good fit for you and uh, we could start that process for you to apply. The group is only limited to 12 members and uh, so reach out today. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.